going to be learning the Siches Chelek Yudchas, the Sicha of Parshas Nasei, the third Sicha. To give a quick Agdama, this week's Parsha discusses the topic of Nazirus. So we find, generally speaking, three types of Nazirim. The most common type of a Nazir is someone who makes, he becomes a Nazir for a set period of time. It could be a minimum of 30 days, it could be a year, it could be 10 years, it could be a thousand years, whatever the person decides. And this person has certain halachis. He's not allowed to drink wine, he's not allowed to get tame, and he's not allowed to shave his hair. If the person does become tame, then the lach is he has to shave his hair, bring certain karbanis to the base of Mikdash, and once the tumah is gone and he brought his karbanis, he has to begin the nazirs again. So if it was a 30-day nazirs, he has to start again from day one. A second type of nazir is called a nazir oilam. He's a, he, makes a nether, a, a, he makes himself a nazir forever. It's very similar to the idea of the regular Nazar, but with some very fundamental differences. Obviously, the main dif- one difference is that he's a Nazar forever, so it will never finish. But the, but the other halachic differences are, is that he is allowed to shave his hair once a year if he gets too much hair and it's, uh, it's burdensome. Once a year, he is allowed to shave his hair. Once he does shave his hair, he would go to the base of Migdash and he would have to do the karbanis. But all the other lachas would be the same. He's not allowed to become tameh. If he does become tameh, he has to bring the, uh, those karbanis. He's not allowed to have any wine. And, um, and as I mentioned, once a year, he would... Bring the, uh, he would shave his hair and bring the karbanis that a nazir usually would bring at the end of the nazirs, even though he technically is, is, is not finished the nazirs. A very famous nazir oilam in Tanakh is Shmuel Hanavi, which we'll discuss soon. The third type of nazir is what's called a nazir shimshan. Uh, where a person makes a nazir, makes a nether that he wants to be a nazir just like shimshan was. That idea is is that A, he's going to be a Nazar forever, like he's, Shimshon was a Nazar his entire life, and the other Nafkiminas are, a Nazar Shimshon is allowed to become Tameh. So a Nazar Shimshon cannot have any wine or any products of grape. He is also not allowed to shave the hair. He is allowed to become Tameh whenever he wants, and he would also never be allowed to shave his hair even at the end of 12 months. Uh, if he does become Tameh, obviously he doesn't bring any karbanis because he's, he's allowed to get Tameh. And there would be never be bringing a, t- a tuma at the end of the year, at the end of the, uh, his period of Naziris, because he doesn't have any end to this Naziris. Another important point is, a n- Nazir of Shimshon is never allowed to uh, be shoyal on his nether. Meaning is, usually when a person makes a nether, if he regrets it, he's able to go to a chacham, and he can find some way of regretting the nether, and then the nether would be removed. It's called asking. You're asking the Chacham to find a way to remove the nether. The idea being is that if I knew about these certain circumstances, I wouldn't have made the nether, and then the nether is removed, the um, mafreya from the beginning, like it was never there. By the Nazar Shimshon, it cannot be done that way, because the way that Shimshon became a Nazar was through the Malach, and therefore he had no option of removing the Nazirs from himself. Therefore, those who make a nether to be like Shimshon, they also are unable to remove this uh, Nazirs from themselves. That, that's just a general introduction about the differences between these two types of Nazirs. We're going to be focusing on the Nazir Oilam and the Nazir Shimshon today. The first one, as we mentioned, the Nazir Oilam was Shmuel. So to discuss the story a bit, what exactly happened? What was the story of Shmuel? So we know that his mother, Hannah, wasn't able to have any kids, and that she went up to the base Hamigda, uh, the Mishkan of, of uh, Shiloi, and she dove into Hashem. And she says over there, this is in Perik, uh, Shmuel, Perak Aleph, Pasik Tes, Pasik Yud Aleph, 
the tidur nether, she makes, she made a nether and she said, Tashem Savois, if you see my suffering, etc., etc., then he she makes a nether that Nisativ Lahashem Koyimechayev, Moyer Layala Reishai. I will dedicate him to the Lord for all the days, and no razor shall ever touch his head. So, what is this idea of a Moira Layala Reishai? There's actually two interpretations. One expression of the word Moira could, uh, comes to the idea of fear or morus or the idea of uh, mastery, that no one will be a master over him uh, because he's going to be dedicated completely to Hashem. Uh, the second shot of Moira, Layala Roishai, is a razor will not go on his head. Meaning is she's dedicating Shmuel as a Nazar to Hashem for all the days of his life. And the to- story continues how she had the kid and then in Pasuk, Chav uh, Gimel. It tells us how um, the next, by the after the child was born, the husband was going up for being Ayol Regal, wanted Chana and Shmuel to come, but she said that she's still nursing him. He's too um, sensitive, and she won't be able to take Shmuel with him at that point of time. So she tells him. Sat Chana says to her husband. That we have to wait until the child is weaned. When the child's weaned, I will bring him. For when he has appeared before Hashem, he must remain there for good. And then Pasuchav Gimel, So her husband Alkana says to her, Do as you think is best, stay home until you have weaned him, and may Hashem fulfill your word. And so he was a Nazar Eilam. So, so the Radak asks a few very essential, fundamental questions about this story halachic questions about this particular story of Shmuel making her son Shmuel uh, Nazir. The first question is that we have a rule that a Nazir, is, is, the concept of a nether is not able to be chala dover she'ene ba'elam. Meaning is in order to make a nether, in order to make something holy, or to make an individual holy, that person actually needs to be in the world in order for that nether to be able to be chal on him. We, we have this concept in halacha in many places. For example, the most prominent is probably the halachas of, of, of making an acquisition when you're buying something. If someone goes to another individual says, I want to buy um, the, all the fruits or all the produce that you will produce the next harvest, and here's $100 and let's make a kinyan, that's not going to work because it's th- that item is not actually there. So the transfer cannot take place until the item is actually there. Um, and there's different reasons why that would apply specifically by the case of Kinyanim. By the case of Nether, over here, specifically the case of Nazir, how it works is when a person makes a Nazir, what he's basically saying is he's making himself holy to God, that he's not going to drink wine, become Tameh, shave his hair, so in order to make that nether, to make yourself holy, you actually need to be in the world. So the question is, how could Chana make her child into a nazar? Shmuel wasn't born yet. He wasn't, she wasn't even impregnated with him. It was only after she davened, at some later point, she became pregnant and she had the child. So it's impossible for her to make a nether that he will be a nazar because he wasn't in the world. This is a basic halacha question. Um, there is one opinion, or a mayor, Another name from his Rabbi Neharoi, who we'll discuss later, who does hold that you are able to be makna davish that you are able to make an acquisition of something that's not in the world. But the halacha does not follow Rameir. The halacha is that we're unable to make a kinyan or a nether for something that's not in the world yet. So halacha lamaisa, you know, how exactly did the nether of Shmuel work? We know the Rambam brings down the Shmuel of nether as an example of a nizir oilam. The Rambam also holds that Shmuel was a nether, a nizir oilam. The question is, how exactly was a nizir oilam? It, it can't be chal. 
And the second question is, we, there's halacha Moshe Messinai that a father is allowed to make his son into a nazar, but no one else is allowed to make a child into a nazar. Usually, the only person who can make someone make you into a, make you into a nazar is yourself. I can make myself into a nazar. I can't make anyone else. I can't make another individual become a nazar. But there is an exception: is that a father is allowed to make his child who's under the age of bar mitzvah. He's allowed to make him into a nazar, and this is a halacha meishem sinai. But that's specifically with a father and a child, not with a mother. So how would Chana be able to make Shmuel anyways into a nazar? Even if Shmuel was born, he wouldn't, she wouldn't be able to make it a nazar because she doesn't have that ability to make the child a nazar. So there's many different answers that Mephorshim give. Um, and there's generally two approaches. The Rebbe brings a few of them either in the Pnim and some of them in the Ha'aris, but there's, I'll give you the, the general approach of these two ways. One, one approach I'll call the halachic approach, uh, where they try to answer all the halachic questions. Um, but the problem will be that they have to read they have to read their answers into the text, meaning is it doesn't seem like that's really what happened in the story. So they have to read this halachic explanation, say, since we know that this is halacha, so obviously, you know, this is what, you know, happened. It's just the Pasuk hinted it or, or you know, is, is assuming that you'll figure that out on your own. That's one approach. The second approach is, I guess I would call it the, the more literalist approach, that they're going to try to just fit it into the Pesukim itself, even if not all the halachic questions are solved. So let's look at the first approach. So the, the Radak. The Radak's the one that asks this question. He gives an answer, which he actually doesn't like himself, but that seems the most fundamental answer to give, is Chanameda Nether. What was, and I'm going to add a little explanation just to make it a little bit more geschmack, but um, what was Chana's Nether? Her Nether was that she's going to make sh- sure that Shmuel will be a Nazar, Halachic Nazar. So when she made a nether, it's really that she's going to be mishtadl, she's going to work hard to make sure that Shmuel will eventually become a nazar. How will he become a nazar? She means to say is that once he's born, she'll get her husband, Alkana, to make Shmuel into a nazar. Okay, so that's how luckily it'd work. And that would answer both issues. But the problem with this answer is, as mentioned this doesn't, it's not the mashmois in the Pasuk at all. The Pasuk actually has told us that Chana makes the nether, right? And then later on, once the child gets a little bit older and they want to go up to Yerushalayim, she tells him, you know, I'm going to bring the child up to see Hashem and then he's going to be there for, forever. And Elkanah tells to her, do as you think best. We don't find anywhere that Elkanah makes a nether. It seems like it's the whole story is about Chana. She makes the nether. She holds on to the child for the first few years. You know, she, she decides when he's going to be going up. And Elkanah basically is just agreeing with her. It doesn't say anywhere that he made the nether. It seems like it's all coming from Chana, according to the Apshute uh, Shalmikra. Another approach which is given is that Chana. This this would only actually the second second approach. Let's go through the questions. Many of these approaches we're going to give actually only answer anyways one of the questions and not the other. Uh, let's look at the first question again. The first question is that how could she make Shmuel into a Nazar to Dover Shalai Bala So one of the answers is, is given the Shashanim David. So he says that we have a halacha by Hektish that when a person says, I'm going to be Maktish, a behemoth that's going to be born in the future, of course it can't be Chal. But the halacha would be is that once that thing is um, 
born, then you have an obligation at that point in time to make it end hectish. So yes, the hectish that you initially said won't work, but there's an obligation because you made that nether that once there is a behemoth, now you need to be maktish at Lashem. So L'chayur, that would be the same thing with Chana. Of course, her nether wouldn't have made him a nether, but it would be make him a obligation that once he was born, then Chana would have to make the nether in order to make him a nether. So of course, that doesn't take care of the second issue is that Chana doesn't have the capabilities anyways to make him a nazar because she's the mother, not the father. Uh, but the second issue is, this is, again, not implied within the psukim itself. It doesn't say anywhere that Hannah made a second nether. So she made a nether. Two years later, uh, uh, sometime later, they wanted to go up again. And Hannah says, I can't go up. And eventually when she does go up, she leaves him there forever. So it makes him, uh, he, and he's a nazar. It doesn't say anywhere that she, again, made another nether. A third approach, which uh, regarding the second question, there's a few approaches. Uh, the second question is, how could Hannah make him into a Nazar? Only the father has that capability. So one of the answers is that Hannah made the nether, and Elkanah agreed that when he says, that, do what's good in your eyes, he's basically agreeing with her nether that she made. But the problem with that is, when a, there is a halacha that when a woman makes a nether, the husband's able to nullify it or keep it. And when he keeps it, then it becomes a real nether. But that only applies to a nether that she's able to make, meaning as if she says, I'm never going to eat uh, grapes or something like that, then he could either nullify it or keep it in existence. But if she makes a nether about the child becoming a nether, she doesn't have the capability to make the child an nether. So Alcana just agreeing with the nether that she made wouldn't have actually helped because she doesn't have the capability to make that nether in the first place. So what does it mean he's mekayim her nether? That, that's, it's a worthless nether. And second of all, um, and, and then the second issue would be, second of all, he also wouldn't have been in the world at that point. And uh, in general, the only time you need a husband to mekayim the nether of his wife is about nedarim that are have, have a, a connection between the two of them. Like uh, if she says, I'm not going to have grapes, and that could be like she's suffering, and she's not going to be, she make me hungry, whatever it is, so he can do it. But he, if she makes a nether, there's nothing to do with him. She doesn't need his kiyam anyway. So bechlal, it doesn't fit so well, in, in, in even in halachic sense, because A, again, it doesn't take care of the issue that he wasn't ba'ilam yet, he wasn't there, he wasn't around. And B, she still wouldn't have been able to make that nether, so him being mekayim, it wouldn't have helped anyways. We have another answer from the Barbanel. How could Hannah make the nether? So Barbanel answers that Hannah said that since the child came because of me and my prayers and my mysterious nefesh, therefore she has the capability to make that nether. Of course, that also wouldn't work because where's the source for that? Halakhically, it doesn't work, so who cares if it came because of her? It doesn't really answer it halakhically. Okay, I mean, and the, those are the basic, basic answers that are given. There's one more, the Savari Shlal, the, the Rebbe brings in the Aris, that when Eli, uh, sorry, when Alkana said eventually, do what's good in your eyes, that's a remez that he actually literally made a nether at that point of time um, that he's going to make Shmuel into a nazar. But again, it's, it's not the mashmois of the psukim. The mashmois of the psukim is, all Chana told him was that I'm going to hold on to the child, but when, when I bring him, he's going to stay there forever. And al Chana tells her, do whatever is good in your eyes. Meaning is, you can hold him there for now because he's too young. And when you leave him there, you can leave him there forever. It doesn't even, Apashas even talk about the Naziris. So it's hard to say that those words, means that he made a nether. Clearly not something which is mafurish in the Pasuk. So with all, the point is that all these different explanations, 
they, it doesn't seem to answer uh, the questions and definitely doesn't seem the question, even to answer the Radak, and the Radak himself doesn't like it, 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 because it doesn't fit into the Pesukim itself, you have to read into the Pesukim. The Radak himself says, how could the Pasuk be Chaser the Iker? Let's go now to the second story. The second story is, is of Shimshin. So this is in, uh, uh, in Shreft and Perikid Gimel. So we know that Alkana and his wife don't have any children. A Malach comes to Alkana and tells her that she's going to have a child. And uh, she tells her that you have to be careful that he doesn't drink any wine and he doesn't eat anything which is not permitted it for him. And then you're going to have a child and you have to you should not put a razor on his head. He will be a, a nazar to God. Uh, uh, and he will begin to save the Jewish people from the pollution. Meaning is, he says, he, you can't give him any wine or any products of wine or grapes. You can't put a razor on his head because he's going to be a Nazir Lakim from the time that he's within the stomach. And he's going to save the um, Yidim from the Plishtim. And then the Pasuk goes on that, you know, she tells her husband and the husband Davins that he wants to meet this Malach Hashem. The Malach Hashem comes and he asks him, what am I supposed to do? And he says, you should, whatever I told your wife, uh, whatever I told the woman to be careful about, you should be careful and make sure she d- listens to it. And he tells her, what is it? That she doesn't eat from the grapevine, she doesn't drink wine, and she doesn't eat anything which comes from grapes, and she has to observe everything that I commanded her. Okay, so that, that is the, the Nazir uh, of, of Shimshim. So let's look into exactly what exactly is this Geder of the Nazirs of Shimshim. Usually, to just give a little background, a nazir is something that a person takes upon himself. Right? A person uh, makes himself holy. Um, so the question is, over here, Shimshon didn't make himself a nazir. It was, it was done through the malach, the malach giving this command. So what exactly would this gather be? Also, we know that Shimshon was allowed to become tame. It just he wasn't allowed to eat grapes or get shaven. So what exactly was the gather of the Nazir Sashimshan? The Nazir that's spoken about in the Torah mentions that, again, he has to do it himself, make himself into a Nazir, and it's also about not becoming Tameh. Nazir Shimshan seems to be like its own category. So what exactly is the halachic categorization of the Nazir Sashimshan? So if we, we look in the Gemara, uh, in Nazir Dav Dalim and Beis, the Gemara tells us an interesting machlaikas between Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shimon. And the question over there is that if a person says, he, he makes a nether that he's going to be a nazar like Shimshin. What is the halacha? Does that work or does it not work? So it's like Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Shimon. Yehuda says it does work and he becomes a nazar like Shimshin. While Rabbi Shimon says it doesn't work because, because in order to make a, 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 a nether, you know what? He says it doesn't work. That's good. There's, a, and if, there's a few different ways of explaining it in the Mephorshim. What exactly is the Machlech is Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Shimon? So the first way we're going to explain is according to Rashi. And this is actually a very big Kiddush of the Rebbe exactly how to explain Rashi. We mentioned, he explains Rashi in the Aras. Um, so he explains, and the Gavarim, this is how the Rebbe learns Rashi. I'm not going to go into all the proofs. But he says like this, the Machlech is Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Shimon. Is that both of them agree that Shim, Shimshon was not a Nazar. Rather, the, the, the Malach came and made a command that he's not allowed to have a razor on his head, and he's also not allowed to have any wine. He was allowed to become Tameh. He wasn't actually a Nazar. When it says Nazir Lakim, it means Nazir literally means something which is separated. So he'll be something which is separated for the sake of God. But not that he was actually Halachic Nazar. 
because he didn't have all the rules of the Nazir. Rather, he was, the, the Malach gave the command, obviously from Hashem, that Shimshin is not allowed to have wine or have any, or to get, get, get a shave. So the rule regarding a nether is that when you make something a nether, it has to be something which is a davar hanadur. Meaning, let's say I have a piece of bread and I want to make a nether that I'm not going to have that piece of bread. So the formula is that I have to say is that this bread to me is like a carbon. What does that mean? Just like a carbon, I'm making this cor- I, I take this cow and I make it into a carbon, and now it has kedusha. It's forbidden for me, and it's designated to the base of mikdash. So similarly, this piece of bread, which was permitted to me, I'm making it prohibited to me, just like a carbon. So it doesn't have that second aspect of the carbon that it's given over to Hashem, but it does have that first object that you're putting a certain level of isra kedusha inside of it. Uh, exactly how it works, but the idea is that when you're saying that this piece of bread is like a carbon, what you're really doing is you're you're sanctifying this piece of bread and making it something which will be separate uh, from you. And that's why if you, if you say that this piece of bread is like a carbon, if you, you can even say it's a carbon for everybody. Meaning is because since it's yours, you're able to put that level of Isser or Kedusha inside of that bread and now that you, no one else would be able to have it either. And someone does have it, they'll be over on your nether. It's something which would be prohibited for them to do. But... What happens if you say that this piece of bread will be like a chazer? So then it doesn't work that nether because you're not making the chazer something which is aser to you. A chazer was already aser because of a sham. So it has to be, the formula has to be that I'm making it like a korban, meaning is you're making it like something that you have the capability. I'm able to make something kaddish like a korban. So therefore you can take other items, like a piece of bread. You could give that piece of bread to Hashem as, as hektish. So what you're able to do is you're able to sanctify it that it will be prohibited for you uh, to eat, but you don't have a capability to make an animal a chazer or not. So therefore, you can't make your bread to have the same halachic categories as a chazer. So, in this situation, what happened? A malach comes and makes shimshin, commands shimshin that he's not allowed to have any uh, any wine, not, not to have the haircut. So this is like a it's similar to like a command, like a chazer. Seems like it's exactly the same thing. So because it's not shimshin making himself aser. No, it wasn't a regular case of Naziris that a person's making himself into Nazir. Rather, the Malach was telling him that it would be prohibited to have, for him to have wine or to him to have a taklachas. So therefore, it would be the same Isser as if he was, uh, you know, as, as if he's telling him certain food is, is, is tray, some food is a chazer. It's not that you're making that. That's something that the Hashem is prohibiting it. So therefore, if a person says, I'm going to be like a Nazir Shimshin, that Lechaira shouldn't work. And that's the opinion of Shimon. So Shimon says it's not going to work because... Uh, you don't have the capability to make uh, to be able to make this kedusha bichal. And the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda would be is that you don't need a davar another. Rather, you are, are, are able to become a nazar even if you uh, are typhus onto something which is autom- like uh, prohibited uh, from Hashem. So this would be a very big machlek. Because according to Rabbi Shimon, he holds of this concept of davar another that the only time you can make a nether is to make something like a carbon, something that you're able to make Kaddish. And if you're taking this piece of bread, you're typhus that you're saying it's gonna be like this other thing that you have the capability of making Kaddish. Well, Behuda disagrees with that concept. And according to him, he would say, this bread should be like a piece of chazer, that should work. Therefore, same thing by Shimshin. If he says that I'm gonna be like Shimshin, uh, that actually would work in court of view. That's the way how Rashi learns it. Uh, I should point out that it's not necessarily this is actually Rashi. It might be a different mission as the, um, the Chidah discusses who exactly was the 
uh, author of Rashi on Sechel's Nazar. So that's one approach that's taken. Uh, a second approach which is taken, that the Machloikis is that every, everybody agrees, both Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon agree that it has to be Davar HaNadar. Everyone agrees to that. Rather, the Machloikis is what happened by the Nazir Sashimshin. According to Rabbi Yehuda, after the Malach told Menoyach and his wife that Shimshin is going to be a Nazir, then once the child was born, Menoyach made his child into a, or even truthfully, while the child was still in the stomach of his, uh, once she was impregnated, once she was pregnant with him, Menoyach made his child into a Nazir. So according to Yehuda, it's in a sense a regular type of Naziris. It was man-made. Menoyach made his child into a Nazir. Therefore, if you're going to say that you're going to be like a Nazir Shimshin, it's something which is a Dover Nazir, just like Menoyach made Shimshin to a Nazir. You could also make yourself into a Nazir like Shimshin with all the specific halacha categories of Naziris of Shimshin. While Rav Shimon holds no, it was the Malach that made Shimshin into this Nazir. And um, since it was, a, it, was, it was a Malach, then this is, again, this would not be considered something which is a Dover Nazir. This would be something which is a Dover Asr, and you would not be able to be Teufis onto the Naziris of Shimshin, and you would not become another based on that. The Kassim Mishnah wants to say that this is the Shittas Rambam also. But we're going to see that you can't say that this is a Shittas Rambam. So let's, let's try to understand what exactly the Rambam would hold. So the Rambam writes, I'm just going to pull it, uh, uh, out the Rambam, hold on. So the Rambam writes in uh, Hilchus Nazir's Perigimel, Pasach Yud Gimel, uh, um, Halacha Yud Gimel, Shimshim Loiha Yunazir Gomer. Shimshim was not a complete Nazir. Shahari Loi Nadir Benazir, because he didn't make the Nether to become a Nazir. Rather, the Malach separated him from Tumai. What was his din? He was prohibited to have wine. He was ushered to have a haircut. He was permitted to become Tami for Mesim. And this Halacha is meaning is it's based on tradition, it's based on Halacha Meshim Sinai. So, first of all, clearly, um, he doesn't hold like Rashi or like the other Rashainim are learning, the second shot. Doesn't hold like Rashi because Rashi says he wasn't a Nazir, while the Rambam says he was wasn't he wasn't a Nazir Gomer, right? He doesn't say he wasn't a Nazir at all. He says he wasn't a Nazir Gomer, but he was a Nazir. Why? What does it mean he wasn't complete? Because he was allowed to become Tam the Mason. So clearly not like Rashi because he does. He, the Rambam holds that he does have some uh, categorization as a Nazir. The second shot was that. Rabbi Yehuda holds that the reason why you're allowed to do a Nazar Shimshin, and that's who the Raman's Paskin like, that you are allowed to become a Nazar like Shimshin, is because Menoyach made Shimshin into a Nazar. But the Raman clearly doesn't agree with that because he says, he didn't make the Nether become a Nazar, rather the Malach separated him from Tuma. So it clearly was the Raman's learning that the Malach was the one that made him into this, uh, into this, into this um, Nazar. So, what exactly is the svar? So there are others. Um, some achrayim want to explain according to the Rambam that that, that he learns Rabbi Yehuda differently. That I'm sorry, he learns Rabbi Yehuda differently. That the svar of Rabbi Yehuda, that you're allowed to become that that you're allowed to make a nether like Nazir Shimshin, even though 
it was through a malach, and therefore it should not be considered hadavar another. He says because it says hazar nazar lahashem, it has the extra word lahashem in the pasuk. It's a yitur dekra, and because of that yitur dekra lahashem, it's coming to include another type of naziris that you're allowed to do, and the only other type of naziris it could be could be the naziris shimshon. So therefore, it would be like an exception to the rule, and we find this also by there are other examples where we find this idea in halacha. We know also by a karbanis, a person we said is allowed to make a neder. Because uh, he makes a nether that's going to be like a carbon, and therefore that would make, let's say, this bread should be like a carbon, it'll make it holy, and, and you wouldn't be allowed to eat that bread. Uh, but what if the person says that this, this will be like a, a chatas or an ashem? Uh, you're not allowed to be maktish achatas. If you do a sin, then you're able to be maktish achatas, but you can't be maktish achatas on your own. So therefore, it shouldn't be considered a dav or another. According to another opinion, he says, it's a machlek is the more even a bechor. A bechor is the firstborn animal which comes automatically holy, and you bring it as a korban. So if you're just going to say that this piece of bread is like a bechor, it shouldn't become kaddish. But there is an opinion in the more that it would become kaddish, and the reasoning is because it says neder lahashem, asher yider neder lahashem. So the actual word lahashem comes to teach us other ways, like to add a few other possibilities of becoming a neder lahashem. And the idea is that karbanis, since in general. Uh, a person uh, by, by chatis and ashram, once you did this and you're able to be makdashit, therefore it'd be considered of another. By bechor, even though it's kaddish right away, but still there's a mitzvah for the person to say that it's kaddish, so therefore it also gets put into the category. So they want to say, also according to the Rambam, he holds the shittas of Yehuda was that since it says the word lahashem, by um, since it says the word lahashem, by another that's coming to include this in the Zeris of Shimshin. But we're going to see soon another pshat in the Rambam based on the Rebbe's uh, explanation of the Nazir Sashimshin, which we'll, we'll get back to. Fine, but either way, what we're seeing according to the Rambam is um, that the Rambam holds that Shimshin was a quasi-Nazir. He was a, not a Nazir Gomor, because the Malach was Mafrishim in Atuma. But the question is, so regarding how another person could become like Shimshin, fine, we have the Pasik Hashem that may say that you can also do what Shimshin did. Fine. Let's let's go with that shot right now. Other people could come like Shimshin, but the question is on Shimshin himself. How did Shimshin get the kedushas nazir? When the malach comes and commands him that he's not allowed to have wine or take a haircut, how does that put any? How does that make Shimshin into a nazir? A malach doesn't have the capability to make somebody into a nazir. A malach has the capability to tell you the future, like we find they tell Avram, you're going to have a child in a year. A malach has the capability to give you to tell you what the command of Hashem was. So he had the capability to say that Hashem is commanding that this child should not have any wine, this child should not have a haircut. But we don't find anywhere that a, a, a Malach has the capability to be able to, to make someone into a Nazir. The, the, the inyan of a Nazir always has to be from the person himself. The person needs to accept the Nazir upon himself. So it was like, according to the Rambam, how did, become, how did Shimshon become a Nazir? According to Rashi, Rashi wouldn't, the Kishmak of Rashi shot is he wouldn't have this issue because according to Rashi, he wasn't a Nazir. He was just usher from having these particular items. But according to the, the Rambam, and the Pasha is also according to the other Rishayim, there, there would be this Indian of, of, of Kedusha, which is on Shimshim. The question is, where would that come from? It can't coming from the, um, the Malach. And... Um, and again, it's, it's, uh, the Raman clearly holds it, does, it couldn't have come from Menoyach, because he says it was Lahafrishim in Akar, that, that Lahafrishim in the tomb, that the Malach was Mafrishim. So it couldn't have been that Menoyach made Shimshin into, uh, into Nazar at, at, at a later point in time, according to the Nazar, like the Kesemishtaf wants to explain. And the truth is, even according to the basic story, it doesn't really fit, because we know that when Menoyach 
asked for the Malach to come back, and the Malach reappears, he says, what are my guidelines? What should I do? And all he tells him is, do whatever I told your wife. He doesn't say, make the child into a Nazar and do whatever I tell your wife. He just tells him about not having wine and the same thing. He doesn't add anything about becoming a Nazar, which would be a very fundamental point if that was part of his job. And third of all, the Raman passes that the Indian of the Zir Shimshin is Halacha Moish Messina. It's, it's, it's a Divrei Kabbalah. So the Rambam writes that Divrei Kabbalah, he writes this in the Pirish Mishnais, is something which there's no remez in the Pasuk. It's something which is just a pure tradition from Moish There's no hint in the Torah itself. But, but, and he says that this, sorry, not the, sorry, not the, not only, the Zir Shimshin is also Halacha Moish Messina, but the Rambam writes that also the idea of a father being Madras Benoi, a father being able to be Madras Benoi is also Halacha Moish Messina. Doesn't say that in the Torah. In the Torah, only mentioned about making yourself into a nazir. Doesn't say about making your son. But the Lacham Hashem we have that you are able to make your son into a nazir. But if the story of Shimshan is about Manoyach, um, the Malach telling Manoyach to make a son to a nazir, then when we have a clear story in the Torah about, like if you're going to learn that the Malach was telling Manoyach to make his child into a nazir, then we do have a story inside of the Torah about a father making his child into a nazir. But according to the Rambam, Allah Hashem is not even hinted in the Torah. So anyways, the point of all these things is that according to the Rambam, you cannot say that it was a Manayach. It must have been the Malach, and the Malach was given Kedusha. But the question is, how could a Malach give him this Kedusha? How could he make him into a Nazar? So to explain. And this is based, we're going to, we're going to compare the union of Naziris to something which is very similar to it in Alacha, which this is the idea of Gerus. The, 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 the Shittim Kvetzitz writes uh, of, of, in the Dorm, Daf Yudzayam and Aleph, that from the laws of the Naziris is that as soon as a person accepts upon himself to be a Nazir, he becomes Asr. And these things is very similar to the idea of a Gersh Nizgayer. Just like a Ger, who's a Nizgayer, once he accepts the Gersh and he does the process of becoming a Ger, he becomes automatically Kaddish and he becomes Asr in you know, the, the Shasal Loisa says, and he has to do the Ramach Mitzvah say. So similarly, the Nazar, he becomes, he brings this Kedusha upon himself and he's not allowed to do the things that he's not allowed to do. So it has similarities. So let's look at the, the case of a Ger. So it tells us by a Ger, this is in Ksubas Dafyud Aleph uh, Ahmed Bez. It tells us about a child, a, a, a child that wants, that, that's going to be Nizgayer. So there's two options, usually how it works with the child being Nizgayer. Either the father brings him into Beisden and says he wants the, the child to be Nizgayer, or um, the Beisden, the, Beisden, the father want, makes him into Beisden, meaning he's Nizgayer because of his father wants, or the Beisden, for whatever reason, wants to be Nizgayer this child. If he doesn't have a father, let's say, uh, or the, let's say the mother comes in with the child, the point is Beisden's taking responsibility to make this child into a Ger, so those are the two options. So the rule is that they are allowed to make him a ger. And he would be considered a ger according to most Rishonim. Like the Ritva says, the Ritva, the Rajva, one opinion in Taisvis, the Ritva says, this is also the Shittas Raman, that this child is considered a ger min ha-tayra. And it's based on the, the concept of zachan la'adam shalei b'fanav. That it's a for a person, you're able to give to him even if he's not there in front of you. Even though this child is obviously young, he can't make a decision itself. But the Beisden and also the father are able to make a decision for this kid because they know, uh, because this is a schus for the child. As the Gemara explains that usually uh, 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 becoming a Gid might not be a good thing for a guy because he's used to a different lifestyle. But when you're talking about a child, he doesn't, 
He hasn't been tying Tam Chet. He doesn't know any other lifestyle, so become a Yid would be the greatest Mila. Therefore, you're allowed to give him the Schus and you're allowed to do this, uh, 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 make him a Ger, and he's considered a Ger in a Taira, and that's Negeet to Halachas throughout the Taira. Saib and Negeet to Mitzvah's Darbanan, like he's, he won't make the wine Yain Nesach, he would be able to make Chol of Yisrael, Sai regarding to laws of Kedushin and Gerashin, and if you're Mazakim, any of the stealing from him, he'd have all the Lachas of regular Yisrael. According to other Rishonim, uh, one opinion of Taisus, he would only be considered a Germadurabanan, but that's not, as we said, the Rambam, and this year is mostly based on the Rambam, holds that he would be a Ger Min Hatayra. Uh, there is an important point, though, is that once this child reaches the age of 13, they ask him if he wants to be a Yid or not. If he um, says he doesn't want to be a Yid, then, then he's not, no longer a Yid, he uh, reveals that he was never a Yid. But if he doesn't even have to say if he accepts or he just continues conducting himself as a Yid, then it would be discovered that he was a Yid, he was always a Yid. Fine. So the question though is, when we just said that this child is considered a Ger, Min even when he's a young child, and it's even relevant for halachic questions of kashras, everything. So the question would be is, when he reaches the age of 13, how does, and he says he doesn't want to be a Yid, how does that change anything? We know that a Gershon is Geir, and then he changes his mind and doesn't want to be a Geir, it's too late. So if this child is considered a complete Geir, Minatayra, how does he change his, oh, he didn't change his mind, but how, how does he have the capability to remove that Geir from himself? And that's a very strong question. So the Rebbe gives a very interesting answer. And I'm going to say it in my own words, so... You know, it's, it's a way I, I understood what the Rebbe was saying, put it that way. That within Geras, there's really two aspects when a, when a person becomes a Ger. There's the Maisa HaGeras, the acts that a person needs to do. He needs to have a bris milah, he needs to go to mikvah. Times in the base of milah, she also needed to have a korban. Let's talk about nowadays, he goes to mikvah and he has a Geras, uh, and, he, uh, and he has a milah. But there's another aspect, which is that, he, that, he want, that he's doing these actions with the machshava that he wants, to, with the kavana that he wants to be, be a yid. So for example, if a, if a, if a goy has a bris milah and goes to mikvah, but he's doing it for health reasons, he's not going to be considered yid just because he had a bris milah. And, he, and he, even if he used the mail and he used the kasher and mikvah, it wouldn't matter. It has to do with your kavana. It has to be with the kavana that he wants to become a yid. If he does it without that kavana, he won't be a yid. Fine. So he has to have that uh, kabbalah. So those are the two things that, you're, that you do the action, but the action has to be done for the sake of becoming a yid. So what happens with the, with the child? So a child... The Maisa Hageris is obviously done properly. He has a Mila, he goes to Mikvah. But the problem over here is, what about his Kabbalah, his thought? He's too young at that point of time to make that thought process. So on one hand, he didn't reject um, the, the action. He didn't say it's for health reasons, not for becoming a Ger. But on the other hand, he also didn't say it's becoming a Ger. So it's just like in this neutral state. We don't know really what the thought process was, what his Kabbalah is when he's going to the Mikvah. So... When he, when he turns 13 and he tells us he wants to become a Yid, so that tells us that those, the mikvah and everything that he did at an earlier stage was for the sake of becoming a Yid. So it remains neutral because we don't know what it was. But once he tells us what his kavan is, he reaches the age of 13, he says, I want to be a Yid. That's Megalim that reveals it uh, even initially that what he did initially was for the sake of becoming a Yid. And if he says he wants to be a guy, that reveals that those actions that he did initially is to become a guy. I, why do we consider him a, a, a ger min hatayra if he, you know, he just did the acts, but we don't know what his decision is going to be. If he tells us that his decision was that he actually does want to be a Yid, that would be Megala that those acts were done for a different purpose. 
So how, how would we know? So this is based on the ideas we said Zachan Adam Shleibefanov that we consider this a schus and a person who. Uh, if we're going to be gyre him, I mean, we, and we raise him al pitoyer mitzvahs, then the assumption is that he's going to remain as a Torah yid. Therefore, we, uh, as Beisden, we are allowed to assume when we table this child that the act of gerus that we're going to be doing for him uh, is an act which is uh, an act which has a kabbalah to it that he has a kavana of wanting to accept it because we are able to assume that he, this is something that he does want. So we don't know 100%, a chazaka, right? That whole idea of a chazaka is that's what we're assuming. It's a strong stance, and therefore that's how we, a chazaka always works, is that we have to make a lot of decisions based on the information in front of us. So the chazaka is that when we're doing this for the child, this is something the child wants. And therefore, that's how we treat him. If, when he turns the age of 13, he says clearly he doesn't want it, fine. So that means we were wrong, obviously. But the assumption is, and, and especially if he continues acting like a yid, that then we know that the acts that we did initially have that were for the sake of, of, of being uh, a ger. And then the truth is, uh, we, we might find similarities in other areas of halacha, um, even though they're not exactly the same, but just to show you where we see this, this, this type of idea. Let's say a person gives a gift, a million dollars, to a friend. Let's call him Shimon. So Reuven gives Shimon a million dollars, but he doesn't give it to Shimon directly. Rather, Reuven gives it to Levi and says, Levi, be macabre this million dollars and this big piece of property for Shimon. Uh, Shimon doesn't know anything about it. A month later, Levi comes and tells Shimon uh, about the gift, right? And let's say he accepts it, right? So what's the halacha? For those, let's say those 30 days, the rule is that zachan la'adam shleibifanim. So when Ruven gives, the, say, this piece of property with cows and everything to Levi, he's allowed to take it for the sake of Shimon, because we assume this is something that Shimon wants. And therefore, technically, for those 30 days, it already belongs to Shimon. And therefore, let's say if his animals cause damages, you know, anything good or bad that happens during those 30 days would also uh, be Shimon's responsibility. So at the end of 30 days, when he comes, Levi tells Shimon, you know, about the gift, and he says, I want it. What's the pshat that he wants it? The pshat that he wants it is that the Maisa Kinyan that Ruvain did with Levi 30 years ago is something that Shimon always wanted. So if, since it's something that he always wanted, therefore he's able to be Zaych and he will be responsible for everything. If he says, nah, I don't want this gift, then it comes out that we made a mistake. It wasn't a schus for uh, Shimon. And therefore it would come out that the Maisa Kinyan didn't work because uh, you know, the person who you're doing it for doesn't want it. You can't force someone to do a Kenyan. So we see this type of idea that you could do an action with, with an assumption of what the Kavana is. But at, if at a later date we, we find out that the Kavana was somewhat different, then it, uh, it would retroactively change. And that's just maybe in Alderich. It's not the same situation as here, but just to give you maybe an easier example to kind of uh, show, uh, to show the idea. Uh, the Rebbe actually says, even from the, the idea of Geras itself, you could see Alderich, he says, within Geras itself, you can see these two points. He says, the rule is that if a person, a uh, goy has a mila, uh, the Ramban writes that you're supposed to wait a little bit of time before you do the tefillah, so if he wants to change his mind, he can change his mind. So if he does change his mind, what does that mean? That the, the, the mila wasn't for the sake of becoming a yid. So we make, when we give the mila, we say uh, two brachas about being mal the ger, the mal the So we're doing the mila with the kavana that he's coming a yid, uh, and we even say a bracha for it. But the truth be told, we don't really know what the kavana is for this act of the mila, because it could come out once you finish the, if, the, if the, he refuses to go to the mikvah, that means that the mila was actually not to become a ger. Elamai, 
the point is we're able to rely on, on the Chazaka, that Papashas, a person who wants to become a Ger, and he does the Mila, the assumption is he's actually going to complete the process, and he's, it's going to reveal that the Mila was always for the sake of becoming a Yid. But if he decides he doesn't want to become a Yid and he doesn't go to the Mikvah, then when it comes out, the, ger, the, the, the Mila wouldn't have any sanctity to it. Uh, but the point that the Rebbe is trying to bring out from all this is that sometimes you, you can do actions, but at the time when the action is being done, we don't know what the intent is. And therefore the Kedusha cannot be Chal completely. But once the intention becomes revealed at a later point in time, that means that those actions were always done with that, that intention. So by the child who's going to mikvah and all that stuff happening, we don't know exactly what the intention is, but we're able to assume what the intention is. And once he actually does become bar mitzvah, that reveals what the intention was already from the beginning. And then he becomes, a, and to reveal that he was always a yid from the beginning. And as I already mentioned, halachically, either way, we always consider him a yid because we're assuming that when he turns 13, he's going to make that decision to become a yid. And therefore, it would turn out that Mafreya, he was always a yid. And therefore, we just always treat him like a yid. Okay, so let's go back now to the case of Shimshin. Right? So we said that what happened? The Malach separated uh, Shimshin from, um, from um, wine and from, and from taking a haircut. So what does that mean? So what happened over there was they were, these were actions that were done. These were Misa Nazirus. These were acts of Nazirus, or at least, as I said, not a Nazir Gomer, but these were certain acts that a Nazir does. But Shinshin's a child, so he can't really make a decision at this point of time what are these acts for. So therefore, he has to do it, obviously, because the Malach told him that this is what has to be done and that's what they follow. But he can't, he can't actually accept the Nazirus upon himself because he's a child and we don't really know what his Kavanah is. But once Shimshin turns the age of 13 and he continues doing, uh, uh, you know, not having the wine, etc., he continues acting like a Nazir. So that reveals the Mafreya that even when he was a child, when he was doing these acts, this was for the same purpose of being a Nazir. So the, so the, the, the Malach is the one that commanded him and separated him from doing these particular acts. But once Shimshin becomes a bar mitzvah boy and he decides that this, and he continues doing what he was always doing or decides that he, Taka wants to be this Nazir like the Malach said he's supposed to be, that would show that even when he was doing these acts, separating from the wine, etc., when he was a child, that was for the sake of becoming a Nazir. So we see that even by a child, as we see from the Ger, that when he turns 13, is able to reveal what the actions were uh, you know, what his kavanah would have been even initially. So same thing over here by, by Nazirus, that when, once he turns 13, where it's able, what he, how he acts when he's 13 reveals what he would have wanted as a child. So since when he's 13, he wants to remain a Nazir, he wants to have that Kedusha. So that means that even when he's a child, that's what would have been his kavanah, it's a gilam that he always would have been a Nazir. And this would be the Pshat of the Rambam. It fit very nicely over here. So the Rambam writes that he's a, not a Nazir Gomer. Why is he not a Nazir Gomer? It's because he... Um, it's because, again, he's able to be metamal amesim, but he is somewhat of a nazir. What does that mean? Because since, the, as he writes, the, the, the maloch was mafresh him from tiglachas and from yayin, so therefore he had a certain separation. And once he becomes 13, and he accepted it upon himself, or he, at least he continued, I should say, he continued acting in that way, therefore this, that he was always not doing these particular actions, all of a sudden have kadusha. So now, what the Milo that we're seeing with this particular story is, it's not that Shimshon is creating something new when he turns a bar mitzvah boy. He's not making a new nether 
when he became 13 years old that he's going to be a Nazar. Rather, he's just accepting that which the, the, what was always there. And let's, let's say the same thing by Shmuel. Shmuel is going to be a bigger Chiddush than Shimshin. But we can say the same idea by Shmuel. The reason why we'll, we'll see that Shmuel is a bigger Chiddush is for two reasons. First of all, uh, by Shimshin, it was the Malach that gave the command that he's not allowed to have wine. So meaning is, Shimshin actually had a real obligation that he was had to stay away from the wine. This is something he wasn't allowed to do. So him staying away from wine was actually a fulfillment of a command, which the purpose of it was for him to be a Nazir. Um, it just, again, he was under 13, so he couldn't have that kavana. But once he turned 13, that was Megal Mafreya, that was always what his kavana would have been. So we consider that what was his kavana. You know, like, kind of, I guess, kind of like the Amachshav Tayyavim Masafra Kaddish Baruch Lamaisa. Maybe I'll pay Chazidis. But, anyways, but by Shmuel, there never was a command for Shmuel to do it. It was Chana that made the nether. So Chana's nether was really, as I said, she couldn't do anything to Shmuel. Rather, the nether was really just for her to be mishtadl, to make sure that Shmuel would act as a Nazir and eventually, I guess, accept it on himself to become a Nazir. But she wasn't able actually to do anything on him. So when Shmuel didn't have wine or any of these things as a kid, it didn't have any, there wasn't a command that he had to do these things. There wasn't this this chiv which was on him. He just, you know, maybe it could be you could think at least, oh, just a kid that doesn't drink wine, it doesn't take a haircut, you know. A kid doesn't take a haircut until the age of three, he doesn't take a haircut ever. You know, he doesn't drink any wine, doesn't have grapes. It's it's for for himself, there was no obligation that he had. He just did, he, you could consider it like as you just didn't do it. And second of all is that once he we said that he becomes a Nazir, he didn't just become a Nazir like Shimshin, which was only for um, the Galachas. And, and, and Yayin, but rather he even became a, he became a full Nazar. He became a full Nazar that he even he wasn't able to be Matam Lamesan, so he becomes a full Nazar. So it's much more Be'echus, much more quality than Shimshin, but we can say the same idea. Meaning is like this. Chana made the nether uh, that she's going she's gonna to conduct him as a Nazar. So Shmuel listens obviously to his mother, and she doesn't have any wine, he stays away from Tuma, he does all the things that he's supposed to do. Once he turns the age of 13 and he continues to act that way, that shows that Lamafreya, those actions, or him refraining from having wine, etc., etc., wasn't just because you know his mother never gave it to him, but rather because this is what he wants. He wants to be a Nazir. So that shows that he's always a Nazir, therefore the acts that were happening as a kid will also have that same Kedushas uh, Hanaziris. Beautiful. And to finish up, that this idea is really the Machloikis in the end of Mesechah's Nazir. The end of Mesechah's Nazir, there's Machloikis from the Arai, and Rabbi Yaisi. Now, Merai says, it says by Shmuel, Rabbi Merai learns that Shmuel was a Nazir Eilam, while Rabbi Yaisi holds Shmuel wasn't a Nazir Eilam. Right? Rabbi Merai learns that when it says, Moira Layarla Reisha, it means a razor, and that's because he was a Nazir, while Rabbi Yaisi says, no, Moira just means fear, or according to others, it means Morus, mastery, that he won't ever have a mastery upon him. The Rari argues is, how could you say that it means a mastery or a fear? We know that he was afraid of Shaul, because it says when he wanted to go anoint uh, David Amalek, it says, how can I go anoint David? You know, he might kill me, and therefore Hashem had to tell him, you know, go say that you're bringing a carbon, and then he won't be chayshed you, because you're just bringing a carbon, and you're going to invite Yishai and all his kids, and then you'll anoint him in that type of uh, situation. But either way, the point is... Um, that Neroi holds that he was a, a Nazir Ailam, while Rabbi Yesi holds he was not. So Neroi, what's his proof that Moira means a razor? So he says it's a Gzir Shava. It says Tar by Shmuel. It says Tar by Shimshon. Just like by Shimshon, Tar means a Nazir. 
So similarly, also by Shmuel, Tar meant a Nazar. Fine. So the question is, if we're learning a Gezer Shabbat, we have a rule in Gezer Shabbat that when you make a Gezer Shabbat, it's for all the details of the Gezer Shabbat. So if by Shmuel, if by Shimshim, when it said Tar, it meant a specific type of Naziris, it means a Naziris of Shimshim, so Lechayra by Shmuel, he should have been had, had the gather of a Naziris Shimshim. He shouldn't have had a gather of a Nazir Eilam. He'd be exactly the same thing like Shimshim. And Taka, uh, Rabbeinu Yeshaya on Navi, says he, that Shmuel wasn't a Nazir Eilam. He disagrees with the Rambam. He says he has a Nazir Shimshim because we're learning it out from Shimshim. But the Rambam holds, um, clearly, that he says that Shmuel was a Nazir, uh, a Nazir Eilam. As he says in, in Halacha Tezayin, that Shmuel Haramasi Nazir Eilam Haya. Then the Shmuel was a Nazir Eilam. Therefore, if you say Harini Kishmuel Haramasi or any different, you know, Ben Chana, Ben Alkana, whatever it is, that he would be a Nazir Eilam. So what's the, what's the logic? If it's a Xer Shav, we should learn it completely in that way. But based on what, how we're... So, so some of us want to learn that it's just a Gili, Gili Milsa, that when it says Tar, we're not trying to say that, he's, uh, that, that it's, it's, it's not a real Gzer Shava. It's just trying to show you that, that, that we see the word here, we see the word there, so therefore that's how we know what the word means. Not that it's a real Gezer Shava, but the Rebbe is not happy with that pshat for a few different reasons you can look in the Sicha, but the main one being is that the way how the Mishnah writes it, the Mishnah writes it with the exact expression of how a Gezer Shava is learned. And so it's hard to say that it was just a Gili Milsa. And, and another point was that if the point was just to say that it means a razor, why did it say that just over there when it says tar, it means a nazir, also over here means a, when it says tar, it means a nazir, it should have said just like over there, a tar meant a razor, also over here a tar means a razor. And, and then we would have known uh, that it's different types of naziris, but they're both talking about some level of naziris. If it was just a gili milsa, just trying to translate the word. Okay, so but according to how we've explained it, now we can have a very geshmaka way of explaining the machlekes from the Rami Rabiyasi. And the Rami is saying, he agrees with this whole thing that we've been talking about. Uh, and uh, you know what? Rabbi Yossi, let's start with Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Yossi agrees with the concept we've been talking about, but only by Shimshin. He's saying by Shimshin, he agrees. That when Shimshin, when he becomes bar mitzvah, and he didn't complain, and he continued acting like a yid, that was able to be mamshich the kedusha and everything that he was doing until that point. But he says, but that only would apply by Shaul, uh, sorry, by, by Shimshin. It's because by Shimshin, it was, um, it was only... Again, it was only for uh, the, the Malach, there was actually an actual command on him, so it was something that he had to do. And second of all, it didn't make him a complete Nazir. All it really did is, is that the acts that he was already doing as a kid, all of a sudden had Kedusha. He didn't change what, he was, what, what was happening. He didn't become a complete Nazir. He didn't have a Kedusha Atzmi that he became essentially holy. Uh, uh, the Rebbe wants to learn, I should point this out, that according to Rabbi Yossi, Shimshim wouldn't have had a Kedusha Zaguf, that the reason why he was able to become Tameh is because he himself wasn't holy like a Nazar. It was just that he had to do certain acts like a Nazar, which that imbued holiness into those acts. So the Khafsa of Shimshim was not holy, but it was the acts that he did as holy. So not taking a haircut, the wine, that brought a certain holiness into the actions themselves, but not that, you know, it's like you could put on tefillin, doesn't make you a pair of tefillin. That idea. So therefore he says it only would apply by Shimshim. But Ramne Urai says it also applies, he takes it even farther. He says it's not just by Shimshin, it's also by, uh, uh, by, by Shmuel. And therefore he brings a Gzer Shava. He says, look, there's a Gzer Shava, meaning it's, I agree that it's Taka B'Kedesh by, to say the same thing by Shmuel. But since we have a Gzer Shava, Tar Tar, it's, telling, it's coming to tell you that the same way how it worked by Shimshin is the same way how it's going to work by Shmuel.
And now we can understand what the Gzair Shav is for. The Gzair Shav is not coming to tell us that they have the same t- type of Naziris. Rather, the Gzair Shav is coming to tell us how, how the Naziris worked. That just like by Shimshin, the Naziris worked. That once he became older, it was Megala Milsalem Afreya, that this is something that he always wanted and that it always had Kedusha in, 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 in the acts that he was doing. So same thing by Shmuel, that it was Megala Milsalem Afreya, that it always had the Kedusha. And even more than just always had that Kedusha, um, it also, he himself, the Chafs of Shmuel was always Kaddish. Because when Chana made him into a Nazar, she didn't make him to a Nazar like Shimshin, rather she made him into a regular Nazar. And um, L'Chaira, um, the, the, the Rebbe explains why would that be. All it mentions, even by Chana, was the idea of a razor. Because we have a rule that the Dorm always holchen achar lashon b'nei adam. So since we go after the lashon of b'nei adam, so when Chana says that she's that he's not going to put a razor on his head, that's how people would say that I'm making a child, my child, into a nazar. So therefore, the, the the assumption would be when she just mentions, you know, unless you say clearly it's going to be like Shimshin, which is that was not a common type of a nazirus. The, the, the regular Nazirus was, you know, the 30-day one or, or the Nazir Oilam. So she said, clearly, it's going to be forever. And then she just mentioned about this in Yunus Tar. So since that's what the Pasuk's talking about, so clearly the Pasuk itself is just talking about a regular type of nether, and therefore would apply to, you know, to, to have all the halachas of a, a different nether. And the Gezer Shava is really just telling us how this particular uh, uh, thing would work. And now we can jump back into the Rambam, and as we mentioned we have another way of explaining the Machlaikis, Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon, according to the Chachama, uh, according to the Rambam. So we said that according to Rabbi Yehuda, a person is allowed to make a nether that he's going to be like Shimshim. While according to Rabbi Shimon, you're not allowed to make a nether. So what's the spar of the Rambam according to this? So it could, it's still based on this idea that you need to, the only way to make a nether is that you have to be, make a nether on the Dover HaNadur. So something that you're able to do yourself. And our question was, L'chayr, you cannot become like Shimshim because the Malach made Shimshim into a Nazar. And that's talk of the Shittas of Shimon. So the explanation is like this, that according to Rabbi Yehuda, he's going to hold that since Shimshim, when he reached the age of 13, he had the capability, by him continuing to act in the way of a Nazar, what that did is, that was Mamshech Kedusha, that made, that was Mamshech Kedusha, it made all the acts that he was doing until that time also be considered a Nazar. That this Nazar She'ene Gomor was based on Shimon's, uh, Shimshin's um, decision. That once he decided at the age of 13, this is how he wants to be, so it was Megala Milsalim Afreya, that that's how he always was. But that was a decision that Shim, Shimshin made. So therefore, you could consider a Dava Nadar. Well, according to Shimon, he, he would say that's still not enough of a Dava Nadar, because of course, the, uh, the actual prohibitions themselves, you know, not the Kedusha, but the actual prohibition, not having the wine and, 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 and not having the Teklachas, that was something that the, that, 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 that the Malach gave. So according to Shimon, he says, you're looking at the Malach, the, the prohibited act themselves was not something that you were able to prohibit, it came from the Malach. While Yehuda says, yeah, true, that came from the Malach. But the ability to make that into an actual Nazir, it's not just a prohibition of not eating wine, but this prohibition of wine would mean that I'm a Nazir, even a Nazir Sha'ini Gomer, that was Shimshin's decision, and therefore he was able to, um, therefore he was able to, um, uh, uh, therefore, a person who says, I'm going to be like Shimshin, would, would, would be able to, that is considered a Dover another, and you would be able to become like Shimshin. Before we finish, there is one very, very strong question on the Rebbe's beer uh, about regarding Shimshin, and it, it, we have to mention it and also give the answer the Rebbe gave in one of the R's for this very strong question. Uh, the question is that we mentioned that 
Shimshin, if you say that I'm going to be a Nazar like Shimshin, you're not allowed to, you're not able to be shell on that nether. You can't get out of it. Because just like Shimshin was able to get out of it, when you say you're going to be like Shimshin, you can't get out of it. Because by Shimshin, it was through the Malach. So also, your nether, which is supposed to be like Shimshin, is something which would be forever. He says, but according to our interpretation of the Rambam, that there, again, we know the Rambam passes like Rabbi Huda, so Rabbi Huda says that Shimshin was, did have a decision, that it was Shimshin's decision that, you know, at the age of 13, that he wants to be a Nazar, or at least he continued conducting himself like a Nazar, which is, again, Miguel Milson, I'm afraid that he was always a Nazar, it was that decision that made him a Nazar She'ene Gomer. So Lechaira, what does it mean that Shimshin didn't have a choice? He, 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 did, it, he did have a choice. So therefore, why can't you be Sheryl on the nether? So the Rebbe gives, uh, look at the Ara, I'll give you, I'll give you the source, because uh, a lot of details. Um, and I'll, I'll just tell you how I, from what I understood, this is an Ara 66. But it seems like the basic answer is, or at least one of the answers the Rebbe has given, is that when Shimshin wasn't able to get rid of the Naziris completely, all he was able to get, he had a choice of, was the idea of the Kedusha. He anyways had to do the wine, and he always would have to have become never taking a haircut. That he didn't have the choice. The only choice he had was, was to bring the Kedusha inside of it or not. So when a person makes a Nazar that he wants to be like Shimshin, he, he can't nullify the hair part or the, the wine part. The only thing theoretically maybe he can nullify is the union of Kedusha. But there's a rule when you're shoyal on a nether, you can't just be shoyal on the part of the nether. You either get rid of it completely or you don't get rid of any of it. So since you can't get rid of, like for example, a person says, I'm not gonna eat bread for a month, you can't come back and to the rub and say, you know what, um, you know, I regretted, like I thought, uh, you know, only for 15 days, I didn't realize on day 28 it's a wedding, blah, 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 so, you know, only for 15 days. No, how it works is either he regrets the entire thing and he's not a, not eating bread for all, he's not, he's gonna be able to eat bread for the 30 days or he's not gonna eat bread for those 30 days. It's not, I could do, I don't know, nullify part of the nether, it's either all of it or nothing. So over here, you can't nullify part of it. You can't nullify the wine and the teglachas. Therefore, you couldn't have been able to nullify the Kedusha, uh, the Kedusha part. That's, I think, the crux of the answer. I think maybe the Rebbe was adding another detail, but I could be wrong about this, that he was also saying that what happened by Nazar, once Shimshin agreed, that Shimshin was never able to get rid of the wine and the teglachas. The only thing he had a choice was with, with the Kedusha. But once he decided he wanted that Kedusha, he couldn't get rid of the Kedusha either. It was too late. It was a one-time decision that once he had the Kedusha, that means he was always a Nazar Ailam, and then it was, it was there forever. So therefore, by a regular person, he, he's doing the same thing. I'm going to be like a Nazar Shimshin, meaning is that you're accepting the Kedusha uh, on yourself, like Shimshin should. So just like Shimshin, once he accepted it, it was going to be always there. So simply, once you accept it, there's no way to get out of it. Okay, and that's, I think, a beautiful Sikha. The, the Sikha does continue to, uh, to, to, to... There are a few more parts where the Rebbe also connects it, the scene to the Gemara. The end of the Gemara talks about the meaning of... What's greater, being Oina Amen or the one who's being Masavu Baracha, and also the idea of Altik Vanayach, uh, the last two Sifim, but I think this is good for, for right now.